FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that goes snicked. It's time for a flashback episode. Flashback! I'm your host, Jason. When I asked for two dudes for my birthday, that's not what I meant minimal. And I'm joined once again by flashback extraordinaire co-host Cameron Forgot About the Grenades Sinclair. (laughs) Always forget the grenades. Always do. (laughs) So yeah, we're gonna talk about the iconic Wolverine number ten. Icons. Yeah, big time issue. In the in the Wolverine War and sets up some pretty big stuff moving forward. Pretty important things. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this of course is 24 Hours, starring Wolverine, written by Chris Claremont, with art by John Basima and Bill Sienkiewicz, letters by Ken Brusniak, and colors by Mike Rockwitz. Gonna rock with you. Let's go back to rock <laughs> Yes. And so we have a classic cover by Bill Sienkiewicz of um, Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting in the snow. Yep. And so I'm, I've gone on record. I'm a pretty huge Sienkiewicz fan. Um, this cover, I don't like it as much as I feel like I should. What do you think about this cover? Yeah, I like it. I think it it, it is a bit dated. Yes. Because of the jacket that Sabretooth is wearing. It's it's so Miami Vice. <laughs> it's like aggressively Miami Vice. I was thinking like Saved by the Bell, but yeah. Or yeah, I mean, it's the same basic idea with the big sh- man shoulder pads. Right. And the pushed up blazer sleeves. Right. It's a bit much. And their facial expressions are very odd. Yeah. I think. Like, uh, Sabretooth looks like he just smelled something really bad. <laughs> and Wolverine looks like he's on his last breath. Like he's choking. <laughs> he's getting choked out. Well, he is. Yeah. Which he kind of uh, is, yeah. But yeah. I, but other, I like it. It's just something about Wolverine's boots are very pointy. Yes, very eighties. Yeah, and yeah, it looks like they're short boots. Yeah, like it doesn't. Like I think the idea is that his jeans are just going over his boots, but the way the boot kind of flares out, it looks like the pants are tucked into the boots and they're really short. Yeah, like little Austin Power boots. Yeah, yeah, it's very okay. strange. They, they probably have zippers on the side. <laughs> right. And it's weird because when you see these same costumes kind of in the comic, it's in, well, spoiler, or spoiler alert, yeah, it's in a flashback scene. So it's in an old scene, and it looks more of its time. But yeah, on this cover, it looks super like 1989. Like, yeah. it's weird. And um, I don't know if you noticed... Looking at uh, Wolverine's right leg, but uh, Wolverine's very well endowed in this picture. <laughs> I 
I hadn't really thought about that, but that's true. <laughs> you can really see that. He's really hanging down the leg there. I do yeah. like, yeah, I do like the saber tooth just pretty much picked up a branch. Yeah, just like ripped a branch off a tree. <laughs> and it's gonna beat Wolverine with it. But anyway, um, there's a killer loose in the forest, and Sabretooth is his name. So. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people really, really love this cover, so I don't want to dog on it too much. And I, I really love Sinkevich. Yeah, I mean, it's a great cover. It's just it, just those elements, I think, that it makes it feels a bit dated right. because of the style. But, but yeah, otherwise, it, it, I think it's a great cover. It's got, I don't know, the action, the layout, it's all very cool. It's just... Right. And the jacket's just oddly bright. It's very <laughs> yeah. bright red. Which yeah. maybe in the printed version, it's not as, it's not as aggressive, but mm. is it? It's pretty oh, bright. it's pretty bright. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have our our back cover by Kent Williams, who was the uh, artist from Meltdown. And Meltdown. Do you have Do you have this one, Cameron? Do you have the back cover? Yes. Okay. So we have the weird like bunny rabbit here that Williams gave Wolverine, but also yeah. something about the way this costume is torn. He looks like Toad with Wolverine claws. It kind of does. It, it looks like a he looks like a caveman to me. Yeah. I'm not crazy about this. No, I'm not either. This uh, version, his nose looks really big. It's I don't know. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a fan. No, it's not great. Um. So, <laughs> so right, this iconic, fantastic issue, and we're <laughs> out of the <laughs> gate just bagging on it. And, um, <laughs> anyway, um. So, so we start off in Madripoor, of course, because that's where Wolverine's of hanging course. out these days. And um, we have 24 hours, 2020, 20, 24 hours to go. Uh-oh. It's Wolverine's birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday. There's a big now old, you can sing that song. Yeah. Big old bar fight. We have a shady customer at the bar. And now is his big orange coat. Look, He looks more like, you know, old rancher guy. So, which I think is more what they were going for. just didn't quite turn out that way. So Wolverine comes in carrying Silver Fox. She's dead. By the way, this is her first appearance. <laughs> oh, you've already jumped to the, uh, the then. Oh. I thought you were still talking about the now. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. So, yeah, so, but the second page is the then, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's a quick jump. I just yeah. didn't realize I thought you were still talking about the other All bar. Right. All right, so yeah, so sorry. So Wolverine's sitting in the bar, and he's remembering what day it is and a bad memory from a previous birthday. Yeah, and I like, I always like, though, it's such a kind of 80s trope, but that, that idea of the always felt more comfortable in a saloon kind of guy. <laughs> right. He even says that, always talking about being more comfortable there. I don't know, it's such a trope, but it, you know, it seems like that seems like a Wolverine thing. That he would be a guy that just hangs out in rot gut saloons all the time. Right. Yes, and so then it says then, and we flash back to the memory. Right. And so we get, you know, I'm, I'm going to, it's kind of a weird mix, actually, because it, now part of this is going to be because of what we know now. Uh-huh. 
But like a couple of these guys have bowler hats. Like this is supposed to be the 1890s or something. Mm. And it's kind of a westerny saloon, like it's more 1890s, first couple of decades of the 20th century, maybe. Right. Even like the the bartender guy with the mustache. It's all very could be that early period. Now, at this time when the comic came out, that's not been established. I mean, we know the Wolverine's old, but right. how far back his story actually goes. Yeah. And we had that one, uh, was it the 10, the 10 photograph or whatever? That was kind of a, a weird hint. Oh, yeah, the, the weird moment. They kind yeah. of stuck that in there. So, yeah, so I don't know if this is trying to reference that idea or if it's just it's just supposed to be this is just such a rundown saloon. It looks like it could be. From yeah, that yeah. far back, yeah. But yeah, so, so I was going to ask you: this is this this is the first time Silver Fox ever yeah. was mentioned. <laughs> yeah, first time we see her, and she's dead in Wolverine's arms. The way she's dealt with in this issue is is kind of odd. I mean, maybe we'll say more as we get farther in. But for for as big of a character as she kind of becomes, for his backstory, right? It's no. it's weird. She's just kind of a um. I don't know, token thing to be mad about in this issue? What was, in that, that time back back when I had a podcast, back in the day, <laughs> um, you used a phrase for a female character that was oh. introduced only to be killed. <laughs> woman in the fridge. Woman, Yeah, woman in the fridge, that's yeah. right. Yeah, That's what it made me think of that, because it was kind of like, oh, we have Wolverine love interest, but her only purpose is really just to be dead. Right. <laughs> just for Sabretooth to have for. For Sabretooth to have killed her. Right. Because apparently she said no. Yeah. She said no. And then Sabretooth says, happens to squaws, which I thought was interestingly racist, but right. perfect for Sabretooth. You know, exactly what you'd expect him to say. Yeah. And then the uh, the lady said, basically tries to get Wolverine to calm down and, and even says, she's just an Indian. Like, who cares? Right. I thought was also, yeah. uh, also which made me think maybe this is supposed to be like, like the old, old west. west, right? Yeah, how's that feel for sure? At least kind of maybe a little bit further up in the northern territories or whatever. But yeah, I think it's interesting that um, Sabretooth is playing with a piece of chocolate cake with pink icing, and he's got a little slice of birthday cake at the bar, which really <laughs> kind of sets up some questions as we get through this. Uh, yeah, it is kind of interesting. So we know that whenever this is, the, the Wolverine knew Sabretooth way back when, right? So we're establishing a really yeah. long history with them. That's another issue, too, that I'll bring up, because it it starts out like they're old foes, but then right. as the comic goes on, it kind of starts to feel like this is supposed to be the first time they ever... Yeah, it's weird. But he knows them by name as soon as he comes in. Yeah. you killed her. Yeah. It's like this is just, again, happening again. But then the second half, where he talks about his, you know, I've never feeling fear before and stuff like that. Right. Like this is the very first. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the first time it got this serious. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean. Or maybe they just knew each other from various things. But this is the first time they really... They really actually went to went at each other like that. Right. Yeah. This is where it turned. 
it's not exactly clear. I, mean, I that, also think there, ha- there almost has to be though some kind of pre pre existing condition, uh, you know, in healthcare. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Sabretooth obviously knew it was Wolverine's birthday. Yeah, yeah. So they they definitely have a relationship, but it's not clear. Which I guess is it's supposed to not be clear right. at this point. And Wolverine's even not clear as to why why Sabretooth knows so much about him because he makes a comment about I forgot where it is but he makes a comment about uh, he's not sure he knows or something like that right yeah I don't I don't know but but it's interesting but it definitely it's definitely there is definitely an anger there maybe this is the first time it boiled over into fisticuffs we'll say maybe so yeah but yeah, they're definitely. I mean, because Wolverine's ready to kill him right off the bat. So we go back to back to Madripoor, and the clock strikes midnight, and the little animals from Disney show up and make a little carriage. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's and, fighting these random dudes, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So Wolverine knows his his clock is running. He's got twenty four hours. Yeah. And he says, "I'm not going to waste my time in this." buffoons in this bar and um <laughs> so you'll look for some real trouble yep and he's gonna find it in Madripoor yep but first we go back to back to the then see here's what he says there he says Saber and me we've been spoiling for a fight he'd always helped himself to whatever was mine challenging me to stop him something always held him back Knew he hated me, hadn't a clue why. Maybe it was simply what he said, that the whole world wasn't big enough for the pair of us. Yeah. So they were, to- so they were together, either co-workers or, or friends or, you know, there's still, you know, at this point, question on, you know, how they might be related. Yeah. So, so whatever, yeah, they just, they, Sabretooth picked at him and picked at him until he eventually killed his his girlfriend, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and the, and the idea that he's Sabretooth hates him, but he doesn't really know why. Right. Which is interesting, too. Setting up all kinds of ideas about what we'll, what people will speculate for a long right. time about. Yeah. And not, not that I need to see, like, gruesome image art or whatever but um because it talks about how she died hard and he enjoyed every minute of it but when he brought her in the saloon and you can't really tell like what was wrong with her like she wasn't like mutilated or anything unless that was all just covered up by the robe maybe Uh, maybe her entrails were hanging out not her not her face or something right or maybe it was a white robe before and that's why it's all red now yeah so (laughs) this this first fight as we kind of get into it it does bring out a pretty serious problem in Wolverine continuity because um, there's no claws yep and he says no claws no claws and so not only is it the whole you know obviously we haven't had the bone claw retcon yet but yeah. this also poses a problem because that means this is definitely pre-weapon X yeah which means he's in Madripoor remembering his past. Yeah, but it's not necessarily in Madripoor. No, no, the flashback's not. 
But he's sitting in Madripoor thinking about this time. Oh, I see what you like, mean. Like this original it? fight, like he's remembering, but it's well before his Weapon X days. And so it's interesting that he has... So we haven't really gotten to any of this where he's forgotten his past yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've hinted at it. That's, that's something that's always been somewhat unclear. It's like right. sometimes they kind of lean into him not knowing about his past. Like that, the first time they went to Japan where he was like, hey, I speak Japanese. Right, I wonder why. <laughs> and he didn't know. <laughs> uh, but then other times where it seems like he remembers pretty clearly about about different people. and yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of another one we're in. And maybe it's, maybe it's just that there are certain memories that stick with him. Right. And this is one that he remembers. And because they've encountered Sabretooth. Right. Well, and I'm trying to remember from my 90s days... I, want, I, I can't remember if this story gets retconned into an implanted memory or not. Into what? You know, because when we get, and spoiler alert, if you're, if you're, if you're reading along with the, the, flat, the uh, podcast, you don't know this yet, but, you know, eventually when we get knee-deep into all the Weapon X stuff, we find out that there's so many memories that were implanted oh, in yeah. Wolverine's <laughs> mind, and I can't remember if this ends up being one of those or not. I don't remember either. I can't remember what all. It's hard. It's hard to keep that straight. I feel like Silver Fox was a was a real memory. Yes. It wasn't a planted uh, one. Yeah, but what exactly happened and what didn't is kind well, of that's true. where the question marks come in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I really like this panel of a Wolverine stock in the Madripoor rooftops, and he's remembering the fight. Says the memory hurts more than the original wounds. Yeah. He's in his little brown suit with his fedora. <laughs> yeah. And he breaks up a, uh, a mugging. Two U.S. sailors, apparently. Yeah. U.S. Navy people who get held up and the man is stabbed and the woman is presumably about to be assaulted. Right. And Wolverine says, this isn't how we treat our guest in Madripoor. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, so they shoot him, which of course... Doesn't do them much good or nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's going to take him. He knows a place. I do think it's interesting that um, notice that he gets in this scuffle. His hat falls off, picks up the sailor, leaves, then his hat's back on. Yeah, well, I'm sure she picked it up for him. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. You can get the no prize. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll carry your bleeding friend who's about to die please get my hat <laughs> yeah yeah and so we go back to a we go back to a then where they crash out of the saloon right. Wolverine or uh, Sabretooth dumps a whole wood pile on top of Wolverine yeah this is where Wolverine begins to he says I never met my match till that day yeah where we start this is where it starts to really feel like we realize oh this is the first time yeah, at least the first it's time they're fighting, be, it has to be. So it's yeah, interesting. At least full-on fighting, I guess. Maybe right. They've had, they've had interactions, but but yeah. So he feels he talks about, you know, having met his match. Oh, he. I was thinking that it's the next scene where he starts to elaborate more on that. So then we flash back to Madripoor, where they are going to a brothel. Yep. Although yes. they keep calling it a bowdy house, is that the word they use? Do they? 
Boundary House, something like some yeah, other kind of a, like that. I yeah. think a, more of a British term, but that's where he takes us there in order to get uh, stitched up. Yeah, better, Joy. better than a hospital. Um, Jessica Drew's hanging out there. At first, I was kind of confused, but then we realized that they've set up shop. Drew yeah. and Cave have set up their private eye service out of the uh, bordello. For a minute, you were like, did she become a prostitute? Right? <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> when she goes climbing up the wall in her mini skirt and high heels, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. Right? Which I, I, I liked the... Uh... You mentioned last time how there's always a don't forget she was Spider Woman. Right. <laughs> every every comic has one of those, and this was that one. A totally yeah. unnecessary. She's gonna climb up the wall for no reason. Right. Just to remember, she can do this. She's got powers. I don't think Wolverine even has this patch on. It's hard to tell. He did earlier. I think he does. Yeah. If you look at the panel and they climb over the balcony, he's got it on. Yeah, says, Do um, yeah, I guess it, yeah. It's kinda kinda looks just like a shadow, but yeah, I think you're right. So yeah. And then we go back to the back to the then, back to the wood pile. Yep. Wolverine uh takes off. Yep, he ran off into the snow. This is where uh starts talking about agony and pain and giving up and Yeah, first fear. time he'd ever been scared. Yeah, about to die. A lot of things that he's not used to feeling. But he wasn't about to quit. Nope. And then we go back to... Back to the Madripoor for a oddly long kind of recap of what all's been going on in the previous <laughs> ten issues. I felt like... Yeah. I felt like a... And it, it's only a page and a half, but it felt so... Because everything was action up to this point. Right. And then yeah. suddenly it's just them sitting around in a circle talking about, you know, remember when that happened when you challenged uh, Tiger? And right, yeah. The, and the, the bad guys. Like they just kind of recap yeah. the whole situation of what's going on. The pirate prince, the general. Yeah. Everyone gets brought in. It's like, who's there? Lindsay's there. It's just to remind you that, you know, we're taking this little break with this story, but we just want to remind you everything that's going on. Like, it's been three or four issues since we really mentioned all this stuff, but this is still the main thing going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of, uh, that was the, my, that was my, that was the big slump in this issue, I think. Because just all of a sudden I felt, I felt bored suddenly. It's <laughs> like, all right, I don't know yeah. why we need this, but, but, you know, people forget what's going on. But then we quickly cut back to the then with Wolverine climbing a cliff. Gets to the top of the cliff. Sabretooth's breathing hard. Sabretooth's already there. <laughs> yeah. Says, you want to die like... He says, what is it? Sound like a dog, boy. You want to die like one? On your belly? Or on your feet? Like a man? <laughs> That's a great line. It is a pretty great line. And then we go back to a little bit more sitting around. Where Wolverine's talking to the police chief. Right. About... Uh, I'm not really even clear what they're talking about. This is talking about the sailors he brought in, and then what was the other thing he was talking about? I forgot already. Oh, about so he's just, oh, he's been making a big stink around town, and it sounds like that he's suspicious of you know Sabretooth, you know, tracking him down for his birthday, right? Yeah. Um, as we find out, is going to be kind of the routine, but it sounds like this detective is saying that the man you asked about. 
from the old boy network is dead. Yeah. And of course, that the story then would be from Inferno, where Sabretooth dies, uh, gets buried under the mansion. Yeah. Um, and Wolverine, of course, says, doesn't mean much. As Wolverine, I'm supposed to be dead too, but it doesn't hurt to check. Nope. And then we find out for sure that it's Wolverine's birthday. We've kind of been alluding to it. But um, the detective is like, happy birthday, Patch. Yeah. But ha- what? What? How do you? Uh, as chief of police, my friend, it's my job to know. <laughs> that what everybody's birthday is? I yes. That was yeah, he's got his on his eye calendar. <laughs> He's the birthday, birthday, <laughs> birthday police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they don't have enough to do in Madripoor. Right, right. It was a swim I night. was thinking it would be really funny if uh, they revealed Sabretooth and he had a little tiny patch too, but on the other eye. Is <laughs> <laughs> this Madripoor disguise? <laughs> the opposite patch. It was uh, like, oh, they call me. Uh, one eye or something. <laughs> I can think of a similar word similar to patch, but I couldn't think. Well, of if he had a monocle, I'm, <laughs> I'm the monocle. Aren't I? That would be great. Chewed on his little pinky nail. It would be very okay. great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then we go back to the big fight. Yeah, we find out it was also his birthday. Then this yeah. panel is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you can really see Sinkavich's uh, presence. Yeah. It's uh, it's really well done. Lots of lots of good solid action. Both both uh, both of them really getting big blows in. Yep. Same thing here. I like this panel in the middle on the next page where you can really see how small Wolverine is. Right. It's like Sabretooth's hands are like the size of Wolverine's head, which yeah. is interesting. So I want to ask you about a line here because it talks about you know they had he had his birthday plans with Silver Fox. Sabretooth messed it up. It says, I learned a lot that night about fear and the berserker in my soul. My whole being went red with rage. Are you reading that as him saying this is the first time you like gave in to the berserker? That's what I thought, that this okay. was the first time that the berserker rage had come out. Right. Interesting. Which okay. makes sense if it's the first time he'd ever felt fear or the right. first time he'd ever felt like he'd been yeah. beaten. If you disregard beaten. origin, then yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. But none of that's written yet, yeah. so. But the only thing that mattered was killing Sabretooth any way I could. We get another interesting thing where it talks about how Sabretooth was stronger and faster than Wolverine. Yeah. I kind of like that. That he has like yeah, a like physical edge. I like that. And I like, if, if in fact they are saying this is the first Berserker the idea of, of how much Sabretooth gets to Wolverine. Right. And it, which has always been, you know, the one person that could really always drive Wolverine nuts is, is Sabretooth. Right. The idea that even even back to this point here, he's the one that triggers the, the true berserker, right? He's the one that gets Wolverine, drives Wolverine to... We're going to get into the Lego Batman movie here about how Wolverine <laughs> needs... Wolverine needs Sabretooth. Right. But yeah. Um, and then we go back to Madripoor where Wolverine's walking along a dock checking things out. And um, Drew, um, Jessica Drew, is following him. And of course he knows she's following him. Right. So he catches her. 
and then he's telling her it's dangerous, but everybody's worried about him because he's acting all emo and depressed. On his birthday. On his birthday. Yeah. And then so two guys named Daryl show up with machine guns. <laughs> from the New Heart Show. Yeah, from the New Heart Show. This is my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and so then they shoot up everything, and Lindsay, I mean, uh, Nancy. Nancy Nancy, Drew. (laughs) Jessica Drew jumps up on the wall again, remember? She was Spider-Woman. Right. And Wolverine dives low, and then the grenades. He forgot about the grenades. (laughs) But another pretty good action sequence of some some good explosions, and these guys have a machine gun, and then a grenade launcher, and then a flamethrower. And they are really committed to trying to get rid of Wolverine. Yep. There's a shadowy figure behind them in the fog. Which I really liked. I thought that looked really cool. I feel a butt. Well, no, I was just... Gonna, <laughs> I thought it... Uh, it was sound like I was about to say that. I just... I, at first I thought it was Wolverine coming back, and the next you're like, oh, it's not. Right. Which is exactly what you're supposed to... You know, I think yes. you're supposed to think it's Wolverine. Right. And so, yeah, no, I like I liked that. The looming, the looming shadow. So we go back to uh, Sabretooth really about to beat Wolverine, really yeah. at the last moment. He's yeah. got him on the ropes, Wolverine. Cut his throat out. About to slit his throat, and then Wolverine grabs him, and they both jump off a cliff. Yeah. Or he jumps off a cliff and pulls Sabretooth with him. Right. Then we have a quick flash back to now where Jessica Drew pulls Wolverine out of the little harbor. Out of the drink. If you will. Out of the drink. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not hurt too bad. And then we go back to the then where we have well, Wolverine. There's, there's a scene where he's like, I thought you got him. She's like, no, I thought you got him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he makes a comment about her getting the, the Daryls. And uh, she's like, I didn't get him. I thought you did. Right. And he goes, huh? And then we go back to the then where we have a sprawled out Wolverine with a sprawled out Sabretooth on top of him. Yeah. Sabretooth gets up. And he's proud. Which I find a little suspicious that he would then just assume Wolverine's dead. Is he assuming he's dead? I'm not sure that he is. That's a good point. I feel like he's kind of proud that Wolverine like dove off the cliff with him. Like well, I don't know, because he says Shaman had to end like this. Like, and he's suggesting uh, that this is the end. This is but, the end. My yeah. only friend in the end. But maybe he just meant the end of this engagement. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, either way. Either way, he walks away. Wolverine, of course, survives. Right, obviously. So we go back to the back at the princess bar. Yeah. And... um. He sees the Cadillac, the Daryl's Cadillac. Yeah. So he jumps to the window. <laughs> Claws out, he, blowing his cover. He doesn't care. He's got to do something. And then he gets in there, and it's just the two dead bodies hanging. Yeah. With a note that says, nobody kills you but me, especially today. Yeah. Signed, so in, there, signed in the Daryl blood. Wolverine's yep. own birthday card. And Wolverine says, not Bub, if I get you first. And that's a great way to end the issue. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. I think I think overall, I think the, I like the going back and forth. Oh, man, it keeps clicking off. My MU app keeps uh, uh, clicking me off the call for some reason. That's weird. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it's a lot of great action, a lot of great stuff going on. But and I like the back and forth. But as I already said, there's a few times where it's the, the, the dip in action, I felt was a little bit more than I would have liked. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. Yeah. So what do you think of the art? I like it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Especially the flashback scenes by Sienkiewicz were just really, really special, I thought. Even uh, the the modern scenes with our regular Busima art was still really good as well. But yeah, no, I, I, I thought visually it was a great looking book. Yeah, I agree. And I thought the story was really great. Uh, there's obviously a few retcon issues, right? Um, yeah. That, you know, now, you know, how, so many years later, it's hard to get around. But, you know, back then, you wouldn't even thought twice about it. No, you wouldn't have. And, and even then, there's enough wiggle room in the way he says things that I think you can still make an argument, right? You can still retcon... Because even, I was going to pull it back up, where he talks about not having, or he says, no unbreakable adamantium-reinforced bones, no claws, which is pretty clear, but... But he could see, you know, it's the whole inadamantium, right? No claws, inadamantium. (laughs) Right. And, you know, does he really use them as claws at this point? Yet, and in the origin, he does in that moment, right? But like we've you know we've seen lots of the flashback Wolverine, where he doesn't use claws, right? And so does he have the claws, or maybe I mean if it's just bone, you probably don't want to be chopping people up with that anyway because they'll probably break off. <laughs> yeah, at some point. So it's not like it's a really useful weapon necessarily. Uh, I bet it's pretty useful. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Right as <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the answer to that is, but, but either way, it's definitely retcon issue, but I think it's always kind of, there's always a workaround usually. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you can dance around it. I, one day you'll, we'll find one where he says, nothing comes out of my room. My <laughs> <laughs> then we'll, then we'll, then we'll be in trouble with the retcon. Right. But. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but also the the way the parallel plays out, it really sets up a lot of mystery between Wolverine and Sabretooth. They don't mention yeah. anything specific, but it just leaves you kind of grasping at straws. Like, what's their relationship? You know, is it a father-son, dirty cousins, older brothers, just bitter rivals? Were, you know, were yeah. they... Just similar animalistic powers that right, and just related. Yeah, like Sabretooth just said, "There's, there's, I are, there's already me. I don't need you." <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, were they coworkers? Were they, you know, they just happen to live in the same? You know, it's interesting. You don't really get any answers, but you just get a lot of history, history without details, which is interesting. We get that they have a very complicated relationship. Right. We get that. That's we what it that says strong. on Facebook. Yeah. That's right. It's complicated. Yeah. But no, I loved almost all of this. And the idea that I really like it because because it sets up and this issue kind of introduces the idea, which will carry forward, that Sabretooth always screws a Wolverine on his birthday. Yeah. And this kind of from this issue on, this launches that idea. 
I think it's interesting because that first birthday, he really did mess with them, and they actually fought. And then this one, like Wolverine kind of keeps expecting him to show up, and he never does, but he still makes his presence known. Yeah. And still, still messes with them, even though they don't actually see each other. Right. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And he basically kind of helps him. Yeah. This time, right, you know, so it's just kind of an interesting uh, relationship. Right. Again, complicated. Yeah. Because you always get the finger in the note that says, not this year, buddy. I'll get you next year. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm going to blow out your candles next year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any other comments on this? I, mean, I feel like we should talk about this for like two hours, but then probably shouldn't. Yeah, I I agree. It's a uh, I don't know. I don't know what else really is there is to say, but it's it's such a important development, setting a lot a lot of threads that will you know they'll follow for decades. The, the right. relationship between Wolverine and Sabretooth and where that originated. We'll we'll get so many so many answers over the years of how they're connected in so many ways, which is why origin, when it finally did come out in 2004, is this summer? Early early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s, whatever that was, why that was such a big deal and why it was so good. And so revolutionary is not the right word, but you know, yeah, pretty big. Yeah redefining Wolverine, but, you know, because they, they finally took so many threads, you know, two and a half decades <laughs> of, of comic book threads, and they wove them all together. I mean, not all of them, but... Right. You know, to set up the idea that there is this extended timeline that Sabretooth, spoiler alert, goes back to the beginning. Yeah, definitely. A well-done robbery. Yep. All right, well, with that in mind, what would you like to grade Wolverine number 10? I'm gonna give it a one. Just kidding. <laughs> For all that, uh, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a five. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and give it that little bump. I'm gonna do six out of six claws. Um, just really loved it. Loved it a lot. Yeah, that's really good. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm gonna get a little bonus coverage on this episode. You ready bo- for bo- that? Bo- bonus coverage. Yeah. So Cameron and I have not gotten to talk about Logan yet. So we're gonna talk about I Logan. Didn't- I didn't listen to you and Denise's coverage of it. That's fine. We just just because I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it fresh with you. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, what did you think? Um, I loved it. I thought it was close to perfect. Yeah, I've, I've heard mostly positive stuff. There's a few people ragged on it a little bit, but. But to me, I thought it was uh, it was everything I wanted it to be, and more. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, the you know, I've had some time to kind of sit on it and think about it, and the more I think about it, it's it's my favorite X Men movie. Yeah. Um, I thought going R rated was the perfect way to handle it. Not that it. Not that that's why it's my favorite because oh I needed it to be rated like I needed that hard R rating action. It yeah. just it just it made sense in the story and it just made it really visceral and compelling and 
Yeah. I mean, right out of the gate, like that, the first scene is just like, oh, okay, <laughs> they're going for it. <laughs> right. Well, and it's just it, because it needed it needed to be much grittier than what we've seen in the past. And so I, right. I think the R rating was necessary for that. Yeah. You know, I've said before, I think on the podcast, if not to other people, just when they first mentioned that it was going to be R rated R, it was right after Deadpool had come out. And mm-hmm. so it felt the announcement of it felt like a little like, Oh, this is what people want. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> right. So I was kind of worried that it was going to be, gratuitous you know and just like all right it's no fine but it didn't need it didn't help the story and there was no real reason for it right um, but nah, i thought that was that was as much a part of the story as anything else just the grittiness of it the darkness of it seeing that the kind of sad loneliness of it you know which was what the the old man logan comic at least the first run of that did a good job of just kind of giving you that that feeling of isolation and loneliness and so and i think having professor x still be there not as a figment of his imagination as you might suggest yeah i wasn't sure but um i thought they handled that really well yeah so what do you oh go ahead that's that thought just those two guys playing those two roles and, and going out on those two roles was like, you couldn't ask for better performances than what we got. In the yeah. Thing. It was a great farewell for both, for both yeah. characters. And I was, I was really glad there wasn't a, a post credit scene. Yeah. And it's kind I of agree. let the end of that movie just kind of fade out and, and just be the end and not, yeah. Not worry about hyping the next thing or anything. Just let these two guys say their piece with these roles, and you know, kind of like you know the the illusion to the movie Shane. Then kind of got to ride off into the sunset and yeah, close the book. I also really liked Stephen Merchant as Caliban, much better than the the guy that played Caliban in Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. I found that Caliban irritating. Yeah. But Stephen Merchant's, I thought, was very. It was a, and I'm not. A, I've never been a huge Caliban fan as a character. I mean, she's an okay for for a for a um, Morlock. I mean, he's all right, but I thought he he uh, he added something just because he was a mutant with no real useful power necessarily <laughs> which is kind of the great point of that is just a guy that can't go in sunlight right a few other things but but uh but yeah and so i thought that added a an interesting element to it of just kind of the the who's left you know which is not necessarily <laughs> always going to be the superstars right it's kind of swim pickings yeah yeah i also really like steven merchant so but yeah um yeah i thought that was good i thought the little girl did a, a fantastic oh, amazing job. Amazing job, yeah. Brutal. Think, that was so brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think my only, if there was going to be a complaint, would be that I kind of wanted to see what happened to the kids a little bit. Like, I wouldn't, I would have, I wouldn't have minded if they'd taken a few minutes to show them getting where they were going. Oh. Okay. Part of the idea is he's just trying to get them safe 
across the line that for some reason magically they'll become safe when they get to Canada. <laughs> right. Which is a bit of a... That was a kind of a weird plot point. It's like, we just got to get across the border. Canada's a magical but, place. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know if borders stop these kind of people we're talking about. <laughs> right. But either way, you know... They're so very I, respectful in the thing. sovereignty of nations. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that was the only thing I would say is that it, you kind of... You felt a little... I felt a little bit hanging like... What, did they get there? Did they, right. are they safe? What happened? What, what does this look like? Because I thought that story was kind of interesting and compelling too. Yeah, it was. And I don't know if they're going to come back to that. I assume I've heard a number of different things about maybe Laura being in the a New Mutants thing. Right, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know how they fix the time issue if they're going to do that, (laughs) unless it's going to be New Mutants in the future. I don't know. And we had Richter and some other New Mutants characters there, so... Yeah. I don't know. And I saw... I I saw something today about New Mutants. Uh, There were some casting announcements. Yeah. Um, Magic and uh, I think Colossus were cast. Oh yeah, the, one of the girls from Game of Thrones, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, was was listed, and some other kid I didn't know. Oh, okay. For for the actresses, but, but anyway, so I don't know if that movie is supposed to be connected. I think it's a TV show. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. I'm... Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I wonder. I wonder how it will connect in with, the, or if it will, if it'll just be standalone. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. You never tell these days what they're going to do. So how do you think... So then we had this discussion already. How do you think this fits into the the X-Men, the convoluted X-Men timeline that we have? Any thoughts on that? (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Okay. I don't really care. Um, I don't really either. It's It's obvious that... Some stuff from the first movie still happened, right? Because they talk about the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. They mention that. Then they mention that, you know, the, the Westchester incident where Professor X killed everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, that was heartbreaking. Like the, the way he, his decline into like his own self was really just sad. Um, yeah. And the way that he died thinking that Wolverine killed him was also very sad. Like, Yeah, very tragic. Yeah. I heard a lot of complaints about the the clone. But I thought that scene alone was worth it. Yeah, I agree. And just just knowing how, how messed up and sad it was that he died thinking his, you know, best friend slash caretaker just, you know, gutted him. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last thing you think, right? Like, that's crazy. Oh. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, I, I I didn't have a problem with it. I, I liked it. I liked the idea that it was young, young Wolverine. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah the whole adamantium bullet was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as the timeline, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, they did a weird thing with Days of Future Past, and it wasn't so far in the future that I, mean, I don't feel like days of the, the, the future of days of future past didn't necessarily mean that the whole world was like this wasteland. 
Right. Know? So this could be concurrent to that. Well, but in Days of Future Past, had Wolverine that, not gone oh, back. Well, that's true. That future doesn't even happen anymore. You're right. Yeah. So they, they're there because they have the whole the camps and the right. and they die in that final stand right there. And so that's it. It's not that thread timeline. Right. No, it's not. So the idea is this could be this could still be what ultimately happens. Yeah. With the current timeline. But that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> For the regular X-Men timeline, if that's where we're headed. Right, right, right. Everybody dies. No matter what, everybody dies. Yeah, eventually. It doesn't matter what you do, ultimately. But yeah, so I don't know. But but yeah, it doesn't really matter. You don't need it. The story was too strong to, to be tied to that, yeah. I thought. It's the it's the end of the Wolverine epics or a Wolverine trilogy, so Yeah. It fits with that, whether it whether it fits into the broader X Men one or not, I don't know. Right. It was way better than the yeah. other two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh it I don't remember what kind of fits my Terminator theory. Yeah, my my, my Terminator theory is that you know you need this scroll like from Star Wars that summarizes the first movie. Yeah. Then you watch T two, and then you need like uh, thirty minutes in T three, and it's worth watching. And then you know Salvation was fine. But anyway, it kind of goes off the rails after that. But so Perfect. so you need about thirty minutes of Wolverine Origins. And the first two thirds of the Wolverine, and then this whole movie, and that's that's your yeah. Wolverine movie story. Yeah, I, I would actually just take the first five minutes of the, <laughs> just that one sequence, the time sequence, right? And then right. you can just jump on to the <laughs> to him in Japan. I'd be okay with that. Oh, fair enough. Now, I, you, I, you need a little bit more of the, the saber tooth and him relationship. You need some more of that, I guess. Yeah. But. But yeah, it, it's the, the, I was I wanted to go to the black and white. The draft house was doing a black and white version. Oh, did of it. they? Yeah, that was. Oh, I, but I didn't. I think Junior got tickets. It was, but I don't. I didn't. I think it's gonna be to on the Blu-ray, so. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll buy that. Oh yeah, definitely. This is this is an own. Yep. And Rogue One, I just bought your Rogue One. Oh, nice, nice. But uh. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, really, really good. Um, any other things you just want to highlight? What do you think of them using the comic books? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I liked that was that. cool. I like the idea, and because then, then that adds it adds to if it is tied to the current X Men timeline, then the idea that they're they're big, they're becoming heroes, and, and people are taking notice, and they become part of the pop culture and everything. Right. Right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the whole idea of trying to live up to your heroes. I heard uh, some guys in the Inner Comics podcast are talking about how it really highlights the don't ever meet your heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Laura had this vision of who Wolverine was supposed to be, and he just yeah. wasn't quite that till the very end. <laughs> yeah. So. He was in his heart, but no. not on the outside. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, what else you want to say about it? Um, I don't know. It's 
been it's been you know a month and a half now since I saw it. So yeah, I'm trying to think back to uh, anything specific out of it, but I, I really liked I just liked everything about it, just across the board. Yeah, me too. I, I loved it. Was it. Well done. I loved it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if they decide to go forward with some uh, X twenty three movies, I'll be down. Like, yeah, uh, she was good. Uh, yeah, or even if they age her out and do someone like I don't know how they'll do that, but yeah, I don't know. But regardless, they they set up a great story. So yeah, definitely. She, and just like in the comic, like she has the impetus to kind of carry on the legacy, right? Um, yeah. Very very condensed, right? <laughs> Obviously, um, but but you feel like yeah, she like she gets it. You know, at the end there, um, she got to really see what Wolverine was really about at the very end, which was really cool. Yeah. So. Yep. It was really good. Really good. Um, all right. Give me just a, a couple of sentences on Legion. Oh, man. That was that was so interesting. Yeah. I loved it, too. I I, uh, I watched it in, like, one weekend. I just, oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching it because I just it was it was so interesting and, and different and refreshing. I thought in a yeah. lot of ways. So are you I was done very now? Sad when the season ended. Huh? So you're done now, right? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It was it was really cool the way they played with the Shadow King and uh, yeah. I just it was really trippy. I was it was appropriately weird. And yeah. kind of arty, which I really yeah. liked. Um, very different from anything else that you would call X-Men that we've seen on yeah. screen so far. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, very non-superhero-y. Just yeah. much more in-your-head psychological thriller, basically. Right. But, uh, well, and you never know these days because people use computers different ways. Um it looked to me like there was a lot more practical effects yeah. in the show, which I really enjoyed. And kind of had, you know, maybe kind of the, I say low grade, I don't mean that as a, as a put down, but it's kind of more, instead of trying to be super high tech, like some of the stuff looked maybe a I think sometimes when you use practical effects, sometimes they can maybe look a little faker, but they look more real because they're actually there. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird thing to say, but... Um. No, I get that. I liked that it was kind of... It was, wasn't clear the time. No, not at all. But yeah. It, so a lot of the fashion was very 60s, but then they had, like, computers and, and stuff that was much more uh, high-tech than right. what it would yeah. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but my uh, Echo Dot, when you said, I don't know if they, you don't really know the time, my Echo Dot told you what time it was. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, very excited about season two of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Man. it'll be uh, really interesting to see where, where they go with it. Yeah. FX is just on fire right now. They're. They're not. They're not missing much right now between yeah. Legion and, and Fargo. Is that they, my only complaint about FX is that they send their their stuff to Hulu, and I don't have Hulu. Uh, yeah. So I have to watch it. And on the FX, they make you watch all of the commercials. 
like you're watching regular TV. Oh, bummer. Not like the Comedy Central app where it's like you have to watch one or two commercials. Right. Like it's a full minute and a half commercial break, two yeah. minute commercial break. We're just like, this is like 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, remember in the old days when you just had to watch TV like this? Right. <laughs> I don't know how anybody watched TV. <laughs> I don't know how we were able to watch all the G.I. Joe cartoons we did with as many toy ads as there were. Right. Of course, it was all toy ads, so it was exciting, too. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that's why. But yeah, that was good. Watching uh, the you... watching the kids dump the uh, Star Wars figures into a tub of butter for the star, Sarlacc. Yeah. The empty, empty Betty Crocker bin. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Did um, Have you watched any of the, the Marvel... Netflix stuff yet? I mean, the the recent ones was Iron Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, we, f- we finished Iron Fist a couple of nights ago. <clears throat> Sorry, what did you think of that? I enjoyed it. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying it's probably is their least favorite. I don't know if I would say that. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought the ending was uh, a little. I don't know. I don't really know what could have been different, but. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought... I really felt like the first episode was kind of terrible. Like, I just... I watched the first episode and I was like... I thought the fighting looked bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the acting was very good. I didn't think it was set up very well. I just... I was like, I don't think this is good. But then immediately, the second one, I was interested. So it was something yeah. about just the first episode just fell very flat for me anyway. But then by two and three, I was, I was, you know, yeah. I thought the fighting was inconsistent. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's, it's hard because Daredevil set such a high bar. I don't think yeah. any of the other series have lived up to. No, um, definitely not. Because, you know, and Luke Cage, as awesome as it was, there were several scenes that remind you of, like the old Incredible Hulk TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of fighting. And this one, I really think they might have benefited in Iron Fist since it was a kung fu fighting style. Just to kind of maybe a little bit more embrace some of the stylized aspects of kung yeah. fu fighting in movies and done a little more of the panache, I guess, that goes with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't want yeah, to do I don't that. Know. But. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think, for me, I still think uh, Jessica Jones is my least favorite of the of them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But, you, but you I, people I call me a misogynist. Did they? I liked it more than you did. Yes. But I, I felt like that Jessica Jones. I felt like I've said this several times. But I felt like there was about five episodes that didn't need to be there. To just right. like it, yeah. the, the series needed to be about three or four episodes shorter. Because I just felt like there were several points where it just really drug, especially towards the end where it was like they would do something and they would get undone. Right. And they would just do the same thing again. <laughs> and they did it like two or three times. It's like, oh, we don't need to see this. Right. And so that I, I was that, but that, you know, that's a pretty minor complaint, really. I mean, I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed the whole thing. I just felt like that was the problem. Yeah. But Grand Fist, but I, it definitely wasn't anywhere nearly as good as Daredevil. And I would say I like Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> There's, that's what I want. <laughs> I like Luke Cage a lot more. Yes. 
than either of those other two. So, but I'm interested in the defenders. The preview oh, yeah. I saw looks, looks cool. interesting. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Are you? Since we're talking TV shows, are you caught up on Agents of Shield? Uh, not anymore. I was a few weeks oh, ago. Okay. Um, I just got caught up today, and I wanted to complain about it. So. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> well, that's how I do is I kind of it'll get good for a while and then I is I don't like it anymore. Yeah. And then it'll get good for a while and then Well, it's there's a problem that movies are having and we, we had this this is what we talked about with Apocalypse. Of them creating events that are to to build drama. They create bad guys or events that are so intense and dramatic that realistically no one can come back from that. But then they just have to move on with the show. Right. <laughs> and so like Apocalypse, it's like he's too powerful. This, you know, it doesn't really quite make sense, which is what we'd said for that. Right. Now, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy yet? No, not yet. It just okay. came out, dude. That. What's that? <laughs> I know, I saw We saw it. The, uh, they, I thought they have a similar problem, but they they did it. They they handled it. Right. Uh, the guy being too the the bad guy being too powerful. Right. But well, in and then Guardians, you just kind of cheek it away, and it's not as big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I thought they they handled it well, so that I didn't feel like because like with the, you know Apocalypse, it was kind of like all right, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is it, did they really defeat him? I don't. Is that can he really be defeated that way? I don't know. Right. Yeah. It didn't really make sense. Or the fact that the whole world is being uh, absorbed, you know, and suddenly we're just going to move past that. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, when you when you get caught up on Agents of Shield, we'll talk about we can talk about that. But okay. it's it's interesting. It's still better than it had been for a little while. But right. But the uh, the stakes are are almost too high, and, and some of the things they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good place to wrap up. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, so happy birthday, Wolverine. Um, happy birthday. Yeah. Which is weird because it's only a few months before his comic birthday. They were just shy of his 15th birthday. Interesting. But they couldn't wait, I guess. Um, Seems like they would have just made it his birthday. Right. Yeah. It's just said, this is his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In the comic, in both, both yeah. worlds. Yep. So anyway, as far as what will be next, of course, we're still doing all our current Resurrection books. But also next for the flashbacks will be the Gehenna Stone Affair, which... Gehenna Stone. Interesting, because I've had several people tell me to just skip it. Really? <laughs> but of course, I'm not, because I'm a completist. So we're yeah. going to plow through, oh, but... um. That's right. Yeah. So sorry, I... Pat. You're going to have to listen to the episode anyway. <laughs> I feel like I remember reading I've that. never read it. Uh, so, disclaimer then. Um, Wolverine 10 is the last issue that I've read before until we get, uh, like, 30s or 40s. Interesting. Yeah, so everything yeah, from that, 11 that, up for a while is going to be brand new to me. That may be the case for me, too, but I, I can't remember. Yeah. Also, I that, know that I own some of these. Yes, right. I don't remember if I ever read them or not. Well, and that brings up something else. And I know we're, we're getting along. I don't want to dwell on it too much. But this is the last Claremont issue from the solo series. Ten is? Yeah. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, Peter David does the next story, and then we move on from there um, to other writers. So, <laughs> any any closing comments on his? He did nine out of the first ten. I mean, not really, just <laughs> really? Claremont being great. Yeah, did a great job. Really, I really loved kind of the noir. Kind of, I guess the the you say modern from when it came out, but kind of, I guess like now I'd call it the '80s noir, and kind of used for the tone and the whole like Madripoor thing and yeah. some of the high adventure. It fit it fit something that was needed at that time. Yeah. He didn't really have a lot of this the kind of darker, grittier comics at that time. We you know with with main characters. And so I you know I think Claremont did a good job of telling stories in a different way. So it wasn't it wasn't just like reading X-Men. Again, no, right, know, yeah. It, he told it in a different way. It, it was unique. It built, very much builds on the character of Wolverine that's already so interesting, and he only gets more interesting. Yeah. Even in just 10 issues, you have several reveals and flashbacks and starting to kind of fill in those gaps of the past. And, right. Yeah. Yep. Great character moments. Seeing him by himself in the different setting... You know, even with the eye patch, like it was all just kind of a different side of his character that really let him shine and develop. Kind of, this is why I am without my team. Um, even though he kind of develops his own little team here with Jessica Drew, or, yeah, Jessica Drew. Yeah. And um, now you got me second guessing every time I say that uh, <laughs> with Nancy Drew. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, was, I thought it was a great job of just kind of giving the character another kind of set of legs to run on yeah, by himself. So, yeah, kudos to Claremont. and did a great job starting the series off. We'll see where it goes from here. I'm very curious to see what my thoughts are on these next several arcs. The art is pretty hit or miss as I'm scrolling through the screens. Uh-oh. Well, don't say that because we're not too far from John Byrne coming back. Yeah. But anyway. Cool. Well, yeah, so so next up would be Gehenna Stone and then we'll we got a bunch of other kind of sideways trails to take before we get back to the, the Wolverine book. Um Yeah. But we'll get back there a bit. We're we're just getting to that point where Wolverine's starting to be all over the place. So Yeah. He's good. everywhere. Yep. But, I um, can't be on every team, Scott. One of the best Wolverine <laughs> lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Cameron, what you got going on? What do you want people to know about? Um, nothing, man. All right, what's your Twitter? At Cameron Sinclair. Awesome. And so, of course, for the podcast, uh, like the Facebook page, Twitter is at SnickCast. Website with show notes is SnickCast.Podbean.com. And unless Cameron has anything else, we're going to say bye-bye. That's it for me. All right, hugs and snicks, everybody. See you later. Bye. And snacked.